You're listening to Your Music is Bad and You Should Feel Bad. I'm your host, Matt Lee, and today I am joined by my good friends Rod and Kelly, uh, who I know mainly from the Prague Power Festival. You may remember Rod was on our Prague Power episode. And we're going to talk about some studies we found with various statistics and scientifical things relating to trends among music listeners and in musical content. Check it out and tell your friends. catalog is now on Spotify. Yeah, it is. I was, uh, I mean, I was, maybe I'm just in, been super, maybe it's in case you've never heard yesterday's, for example. Yeah. You know? I mean, I've been, <laughs> I've been on just like an extra cynical tear I feel this month, but like the whole Spotify thing, I was just like, so like, I mean, yeah. I guess if, if you, if you really like Spotify and you listen to the Beatles a lot, it's convenient, but like, right. So most people by now have all their records. Yeah, all. exactly. Like if you if you're right, if you're that into the Beatles, you have you that have shit them. somewhere. Yeah. You already listened right. to the Beatles. Probably have like five copies, you know. Right. And like yeah, and and uh, yeah. Well, uh, now the one thing I wasn't sure on was did they release the mono recordings or just the that you know, I don't know the thing that they did. Yeah, they didn't ago. really specify. They were just like the catalog. We yeah. got it. It's like great. You got the license. You will make money off that. The Beatles won't make money off it because they haven't owned their license yep. or publishing or whatever for forever. So, does Michael Jackson's estate still own it? Or uh, I don't know. I think I saw something that uh, in like 2018 it oh, reverts what? to Paul McCartney or something. Huh. Like he gets it back, and I'm like, interesting. Like he cares. Like in he's the, like in Whoa. the 80s, Michael Jackson bought the Beatles uh, song catalog. Did he really? Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. Oh, well, it went away, so I'm going to assume it's fine. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Michael Jackson bought the Beatles uh, publishing, and it was like the... It was like a, a Supreme Court case of significance for, like, teaching people about keeping their publishing rights or right, like, right. or the value of their publishing. Right. Cause everyone would get signed and be like, we keep all your publishing and they'd be like, okay. Um, yeah. That's pretty much where the money is, right? Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's also how, or at least it was. Yeah. I mean, not so much anymore, but yeah. And, and it's also how you can sue somebody else if, <laughs> if right. they copy your shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it's just the more of your own rights. People didn't understand that there were different kinds of rights to their music and, they should try to own as much of them as they could. No. But they also didn't really have a a choice at at certain points. But anyway, yeah. So I remember hearing about that and it was like, and remember, <laughs> <laughs> that's why you want to keep at least half your publishing or all of it if possible. So, uh, okay. So we're talking about some various studies. Um, do you want to start with... Uh, that one or should we start with one of the like more straightforward simple ones because the uh, the lyric ones are pretty straightforward yeah i go with the yeah. straightforward i mean we have a you know we have a bunch of different types of studies you know we have study about uh profiles of music listeners we have it sounds like a a cognitive Neuros. neuroscience mm -hmm. study um mm -hmm. it might yeah. be good to start with something pretty yeah, straightforward simple. and basic well, right like rappers or <laughs> uh <laughs> 
or actually no this is probably this is almost worse than the because the rapper one at least like the rapper one redeems a few a few examples of like quality rap which is we were, oh that's right you were the guys Ooh. who, who yeah. no, that was me had a, that was like, all Facebook me thing about, <laughs> Kelly's face right. when she hears rap so you're just like oh like why would I like that? and I was like you know I do like a few raps. Yeah, well, there I, are a few. There I, I are like few. I like the Beastie Boys, some of their catalog. Beastie and, Boys and make me angry. Back in high school, I I'll admit <laughs> I actually listened to Public Enemy. Oh, so, yeah, I did. Fight the power. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, but that was you know the Public Enemy thing was mainly motivated by the fact that they did that that recording with the Anthrax of. Uh, yeah, Bring the noise. they were the initial yeah. rap rock crossover. Well, here's yeah. the, so like the thing is that I realize now, now that I'm more accepting of rap and uh, but I still hate most of the initial rap rock stuff. But now it's been long enough that there can be there are examples where people are combining like types of rap and types of rock that are both better than the ones they were using so it's like right. a better, like there's this band new so york better than kid rock and lip biscuit right right exactly <laughs> exactly well weren't you and That's, jamie just making this point bottom. about how most of the early rap metal hybrid bands were just really terrible metal really terrible right rap, exactly right? exactly yeah, yeah just it, put totally. them all together and everyone just wants to right. kill themselves. it's like if you want to combine i mean i don't <laughs> I, I don't I try not to use the pain of salvation example because I don't, I don't want to be like the dude in pain of salvation raps because people hear me like, uh, <laughs> yeah, technically he is saying words without a Does pitch. Really? But, oh, dude, he, he rapped, uh, I, I try to remember if he like, jokingly called it like Daniel rap or something because it was such a, <laughs> I mean, it's basically, it's probably more influenced by Mike Patton, who also was yeah. one of the first white guys to be like, I'm going to do some rapping in this and, and, and in a metal band. Uh, yeah. So okay. Faith No More, Mike Patton. Uh, and then Daniel kind of took that and then the point where he really like, and this is why I like, I, I appreciate what he was trying to do, but I fully understand why no one in like most people in America would not is that that album where he like specifically has songs about like the rap hip hop culture. Right. And one of them is basically a rap song. <laughs> And it sounds like a rap song, but he's just using, like, guitars to make, like, the kind of sounds. But, like, he totally was going for, like, this sounds kind of like raps. Only he, And he's rapping about how dumb rappers are. The problem is... <laughs> oh, that's great. But the problem is he is Swedish. And so, like, little, you know... Can we not understand him uh, the whole time? Or? The way he says certain things just, like, oh, just doesn't... It doesn't come across right because you're like, what? And especially again, because like anyone in America, same thing like with that song that literally the same album, literally song America, where he's literally just like, you know, all this stuff about. And it was it was it, people like some people either were like, eh, whatever, I don't care. It's Pain of Salvation. Or some people were like, how dare he? <laughs> Although these probably were people who were listening to Pain of Salvation in the first place. Uh, but. Prague Powers in Atlanta, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, the rap capital. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but also like so, but you know, just criticizing America, and it's like, well, if you're American and you criticize America, people are kind of like, mm. you know, mm, at least a certain amount of people. Are you a terrorist? Well, but also a certain yeah. amount of people are like, well, you can because you live here and you can say whatever you want, even it's if a you're free wrong. Country. But if you're from somewhere else and you criticize America, you're just not even going to hear it. You know, there's just going to be like. Where is this guy from? You know, and you can hear that he's not American. And so you're kind of like, 
all right. What perspective Mr. are we getting here? <laughs> all right, Swedish guy, you know. <laughs> but which album was this? Because I remember Scarsick. Oh yes. yeah. That so on the board, was... there was a lot of talk about. He hates America, and this was right, right. after 9-11. Right, and, right. and it yeah. was because he was criticizing right. our response. And, and, and he wasn't going to tour here right. anymore. Which, and, which that part of it, I was just like, oh, dude, like that's just you're just hurting yourself, like, right. which he did, which is why he they're playing in the small rooms I see them play right. in when they play five dates in the U.S. and don't make any money. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but you know, again, I was like, I, I agree with you, but I also, and I, and like, I, again, on that album, I'm like, I appreciate what you were trying to say, but I also, like, I hear how it's not going to connect with like Americans because you like certain, especially like the, bad timing, the too, rap, the apparently. rap one especially is almost f- funny in some ways with like the rap idioms that he is referencing and using and right. stuff and it's just like well <sighs> so any self-aggrandizing because that's a common theme and yeah kind of i mean right? yeah because like, yeah right he's saying I'm like, awesome and you're like nothing. and on, even on top of it like it's the kind of thing where like i i understood it because i had a little bit of that impulse myself at one point to be like you know someone needs to like talk about how you know, the rap culture, because I agree with like the rap culture is at least the mainstream perception is is just what is part of what what I, what I don't like about the music in general. Right. Is that it's just like, I'm also get money. Right. Get me laid. Get, yeah. And I'm it's like, get me laid yeah. And that's it. And like, and, and throw, it, throw your woman in the trunk with a chainsaw and then, you know, right. And if I you, mean, it's like, right. And like, I tried to have this conversation with like Eric or someone, but like, if you, someone who likes hip hop and you're like, this is what's wrong with hip hop. They're like, but not all hip hop is about that. And it's like, well, no, but a, but a lot, lot of it is. <laughs> and all of it that like makes the big money just yeah. about like there's are, there are some other examples that you have, but you have to look for it. You have Apple to actually jeans, the mainstream the and, and it's a problem across the board with the whole mainstream <laughs> thing, right? That's the whole that's record companies. Right. And it's, that's because that's what sells. And so they keep pushing it. Yep. And so mm-hmm. it's self-perpetuating. But, uh, at any rate, uh, the point was, you were uh, launching a new discussion of a study, a study about, about rap lyrics. Can I actually, before you actually do that, I just yes. say one thing about um, the, um, you know, the evolution to sort of rap metal. One of the, you know, one of the reasons why in 1992 or three, I was actually kind of excited about the idea of rap and metal together. One was because of Bring the Noise. The other was because of this uh, movie soundtrack called uh, judgment night is this uh movie which i think had dennis leary in it yeah it? i think i saw that. okay so the soundtrack is killer because it combines like actual hard rock and metal bands with actual rappers oh not half-ass metal bands trying to rap like limp biscuit or yeah. Corn or things yeah. like that and it was really there's a slayer song oh, cool. i think slayer and nwa and there's oh, a few cool. other really really good tracks on it but that was uh that 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 gave me some false hope for how rap and metal might yeah. kind of converge in a positive way and it you know and obviously didn't work out yeah. that way for the most part yeah that's true um the uh, the one example and i've mentioned it a few times on this podcast uh which doesn't matter because they have way more fans than the podcast does uh this is new york <laughs> band i know because i because uh a couple of the dudes went to university of wisconsin even though they're from new york and so I like my old mirror black played a show. Oh, you guys don't know my old band. So I don't have to like say <laughs> my old band, uh, mirror black 
we played a show with their old band, which I think was okay. called Wax Machine. And that was like a rap metal kind of thing, but it was more the kind I didn't like. It was more the like 90s new metal kind of rap rock. But after the show, the dude, the guitar player was like, hey, man, you know, it was great, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and I, so I remember meeting him or whatever. And, uh, but now after I moved to New York, uh, they have a new, new band. There's two twin brothers who are in it, uh, Mike right. and Dave Machinist. And one's a drummer, one's the guitar player. Um, so it's right. You talked about this on the, yes. on the show with the, with the Magic the Gathering band. Yes. Sorry, go on. Because the reason I bring, always bring them up is that they still are like a rap metal thing but completely different than their old one. And the rap and the metal they're referencing is more in the kind of vein of stuff that I like. Like they're, it's kind of more old school across the board. It's like they just shifted everything back to like kind of more of an eighties, but with a little bit of modern style, like the, the hip hop side, there's a little more modern and they have like a DJ in the band. And, but the, the metal stuff. And again, this is where I, maybe I just like to bring it up cause I'm, I'm trying to take credit or something. That's <laughs> what I'm starting to realize. But, uh, the whole thing, you know, exchange I had with the guy when I saw him and I came to see them finally. And he was like, I, I thought he was just like marketing. I thought he was just hitting people up to go to shows. And I and any kind of knew who remembered meeting me or something, but I didn't realize he actually gave a shit and was like, "Hey, you know, uh, we played that show together." And and apparently, like, he asked me what I was into, like guitar wise and stuff. And I told him, and he listened to it. And so, and now I'm like, uh, you know, their okay. riffs sound like actual metal riffs. <laughs> it's like he actually knows, you know, like, and 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 he plays solos and he talks about like shredding and stuff and he does a little bit of stuff, you know. And so it's like. And so he, he, and I'm like, wait, so are you saying that I like you? I like your music more now because you liked my music? <laughs> what the oh my fuck? God. Like, yeah. They're just like, blew mind my mind blown. yeah, exactly. Uh, but I really do like, like, uh, their stuff now. It's, it's pretty cool. So. Cool. Awesome. Anyway. Okay. So actually the first study, before we get to the rappers, um, let's rappers. talk all about rap and then not talk about the rappers. Uh, <laughs> How dumb is popular music? Is what the graphics oh, on here says. Oh yes, yes. That I remember that. Uh, let me give uh, <laughs> credit to where this is. It's from SeatSmart.com. Data visualizations from SeatSmart. Lyric intelligence in popular music: a ten-year analysis. So they analyzed over ten years lyric intelligence in popular songs and <laughs> rating it on down. like a grade level. Yes. So <laughs> the. Uh, uh, I'm gonna pretty soon. I'm gonna set up a, a more proper website for the podcast so I can post m more detailed and organized posts in it. You like know, so like here's yeah. all yeah. the stuff we talked about and blah 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 and and all that. Um, so, but for now, I'll just describe it to you. Um, so it's, it's from 2005 or maybe 2004 to 2014, and in 2005. Uh, the average grade level was between three and three and a half. And it briefly went up in 2006, but not even to three and a half. And then it kind of goes down and... Who is that? Lady Gaga, maybe? No, <laughs> what, what year are we talking about? With no, she was more like 2008, I yeah, was. Yeah, she's way, yeah. way more recent. And, and, uh, but basically the point is it kind of goes up and down, blah, blah, and blah. And she's more intelligent than you give her credit for, by the and, way. And basically mm -hmm. 2014, it ends at between two and a half and three. So like 2.75 uh grade level so yeah they also have like a you know male versus female but it's kind of like back and forth like which basically means it's probably irrelevant um 
and uh they they do get into some genres and stuff which we can look at but it's it's really like nobody's breaking a fourth grade level <laughs> right <laughs> like in any of this and what's oh wait what's this one uh word count um average word count or that one actually might look, i may not have looked at all of this before um but let's start uh let's start at the okay so the obvious thing is that i remember they had a few key examples of popular people oh this is this is my favorite part. Um, oh, that's surprisingly. Oh, that's horrible. In the like rock <laughs> rock artists, uh, Nickelback. Uh-huh. Now, granted, like I don't know, you know how many. This is like they just picked out like seven or eight really popular examples that people would be like, oh, whoa. They didn't necessarily give you. No, like, they chose Nickelback because they wanted to see right. how dumb they really are. And they, but they, but they but? almost did it to show that Nickelback was higher yeah. than all of the other ones certainly Lincoln higher Park, than rap see their foo fighters was a 2.62 mm. grade level yeah i'm not surprised nickelback was 3.3 wow so now although this is um pop artists is is pretty interesting uh lady gaga is a 2.15 grade <laughs> average wow. so lady gaga yeah. writes at the level of a second grader um yep. and like Adele 3.2. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, this is the thing is, like, I'm not surprised. Who's, like, that, uh, who's that blue bar there? Is that Adele? The, the big blue bar? The big yeah. One, yeah. It's Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. What? Awesome. 3.0. But wait, wait. No. Wait. But, oh, you know what that is? The, 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 the bar is not for the grade level. That's oh, for the oh, word okay. count. Oh, okay. for the Sorry. word count. Sorry. And okay, the word okay, count. Okay. And that's, his is yeah, over he, 600. Yeah, yeah. So almost 700. Wow. So when they say word count, they mean, like, of th- all of his songs, the right, different words, like, the vocabulary. Right, I think it's right. It's equivalent to yeah. the the next study we're going to do, which is the one that was just rap and just gotcha. based on like vocabulary. Oh, okay. um, but I think that's what they mean by word count is like, yeah, how many words did they have they used that are unique? Um, okay, this is interesting. Top ten smartest songs <gasps> over the last ten years. Now, of course, this is not factoring in non-mainstream right. sources i'm sure because right. this is the whole issue is i'm like who yeah you know what the actual lesson i get from most of these statistics is you're all dumb yeah. all his songs <laughs> all right. is dumb you're all writing dumbass lyrics none of the mainstream stuff yeah. is any good no, and that's, right. never is but that but that's like like right that's on purpose that's it's also it's the both the way the market drives it and also the way they you know they want the lowest common denominator because right. yeah the lowest common denominator the stuff. literally applies to the most amount of people. Right. And then they make money. Exactly. So we shouldn't be surprised. But let's go through this. This is interesting. The 10 smartest songs. You can do it in reverse order. Yeah. I'm trying to Count figure down. out which is. Oh, it's oh, fucking Blake Shelton. Ugh. Um, Whoa. He actually was number one on this. But again, <laughs> uh, based on where. Nice. Uh, song, the song is all about tonight. And it's a 5.8 grade level. Wow. Yeah, almost a sixth grade level there, Blake Shelton. Um, wow. Hmm. But you know what? But to be written by, written could be written well, I mean, by a middle it, schooler. It, <laughs> right? I mean, That's what it so means. The, the basic qualifiers are how advanced the, the vocabulary is, uh, how, how descriptive, I guess, would be uh, Actually, part of the word count. Yeah, there's, that... a, there's, a few more, here, there's a few more metrics in here that they use to determine top 10 smartest songs. Uh, there's the grade level, there's the word count. Which I assume is the number of, it might number, of number of words. Song. Yeah, I don't know if yeah. they're saying. Un- I guess that wouldn't be unique words then, because some of these songs they just repeat the same word. Well, like that's what 50 I was wondering. Times. I was like, um, but they also have characters per word and syllables per word. Right. <laughs> Although, 
I, 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 yeah, I, I could get, uh, yeah. Um, but the Blake Shelton song is, uh, 5.8 grade level, 311 words, 3.9 characters per word and 1.3 syllables per word. But those, the characters <laughs> and the syllables are, and the word count are all within a fairly small range. Like they go from about 250 to, uh, mid 300s and then it's like between three and four characters and between one and two syllables so those are kind of all a wash you know yeah. it's right. the same thing although it's interesting that um uh let's see that katie perry song et is a four is a four is on here is as uh let's see one two three four sixth or seventh uh seventh smartest song over the last 10 years again wow. it's like do you understand the real problem wow. is your sample set <laughs> right yeah. is that what you, you need to take away from this your entire study <laughs> is that there's something pop wrong music. with popular Main, music right. you, mainstream and music sucks if you hear it in a commercial or on the radio you maybe need to look for other sources if all if right. if you only absorb music because it gets thrown in your face then you need to like look for yeah Better Put some music. effort into it. Yeah. Just a little bit. Right. Well, can I... Uh, Simple as opening Spotify. As a question, mm -hmm. I mean, do they do an analysis to compare the grade level of today's popular music with the grade level of, say, the 60s or 70s or 80s? Because um, that would be interesting to, to actually confirm that. That would, it's, actually. It's gone down. Or right. up, uh, sadly. They, <laughs> you know what? They don't... They don't yes. They yeah, don't in this be. one... Um, because this was specifically over a 10 year period. Um, I don't know why, I don't know why they wouldn't just throw, you know what yeah. I mean? Like throw in data of, of older stuff too. Uh, well, you know, I remember, um, when I was in high school, we did, uh, in one of my English classes, 10th grade English class, we did sympathy for the devil, Rolling mm -hmm. Stones as a, as a, like a poetry exercise. Yeah. So, you know, and that has a lot of Wow. four syllable yeah. words in it well, right I, so I'm, I'm sure some of the uh and i'm sure some of the later uh beatles stuff and yeah. i know there's some beach boy stuff because some of it like literally was they hired a poet van dyke parks to write lyrics and stuff hmm. so the lyrics know you know the, the crazier brian wilson stuff uh the lyrics were getting kind of interesting too um, yeah, and that's the thing. I do think if you, and I think even the 70s, because right. 70s when like prog Zeppelin. rock was kind of big, yeah, Zeppelin was all about, like, it was all about poetry and shit, and like, yes, and Rush, and um, I, yeah, Rush. In, right. high, in high school, high school, yeah, I think it's high school, um, oh shit, yeah, so uh, there's going to be some noise because they're, they're renovating the apartment next door, oh. okay. but if we close the windows, we will sweat and yeah. be too hot, so I'll, we'll take a little noise. Uh, it sounds like it's fairly low compared to the yeah anyway, deal with it uh <laughs> so uh but yeah like i i brought a uh i forget we we did uh the poem kubla khan uh in oh, my english class okay so i brought in the rush song xanadu <laughs> which it's based it's based on right. right it's like inspired by that poem it's like a song based on it i was like this Rush song is based on this poem. It's so cool. Can we listen to it? And like we did, and I thought it was awesome. And everyone else was like, "You're a dork." <laughs> so, <laughs> right. uh, 
uh, anyway, um, but so yeah, so like that's well, right, and that's that's you know, prog rock would be it'd be interesting to just actually have like a comparison of prog rock to like yeah. mainstream rock kind it of really thing, would, yeah. porcupine tree, right. and stuff like and, that. I'm and sure. you know, and I'm sure like at the same time, there's a point of diminishing returns where. Uh, when Prague gets kind of up its own ass, where like you could probably find <laughs> examples that are like full of huge, uh, you know, uh, opaque words that yeah. people are gonna have to look up, and yet yeah. it doesn't mean anything. Like it's just nonsense than trying to be over descriptive and, and shit. And then and then you get some of the um, symphonic metal bands that'll use Latin in uh, conjunction <laughs> with <laughs> with their music, yeah, which yeah. can actually be pretty cool if you want to go to the effort to knowing what the Latin is. If you it, come from a classical music background, cool. it's kind of cool. It was cool until it it was it on was, like fifty yeah, different it, albums, exactly, and like and like every like. Like, pseudo prog power has to start with some latin choral piece right which i think isn't blind guardian back to doing that didn't they open isn't their new stuff kind of like there's still um the, yeah there's their, their new stuff is is kind of like hymns yeah i mean it sounds the like they i think the newest one because i only listened to it like it's prog once <laughs> yeah i mean it <laughs> sounded like they were trying to go back to the sweet spot right? yeah because i was basically like nightfall and middle earth was the best thing they ever did <gasps> and then like the one after i i liked at the time it was okay but in retrospect now i just either listened to nightfall or Maybe actually uh, the one before it, Imaginations from the other side, is actually really good. Yeah. But that was when there was there was more. It was it was still about the metal. Yeah. And then they just got like they just went. Nightfall in Middle Earth is the perfect sweet spot, and then they go overboard, and then they go more overboard, and now they're kind of just trying to like get back. Get back. Yeah. But they've hit that point where it's yeah. it's it's kind of cool, but it kind of just again sounds like it's like one of those more of the same things. Yeah. So. Um, but, but the newest one, I was like, well, if I was inclined to listen to a new blind guardian album for an extended period of time, I might actually listen to this one. But then I was like, I'll, but I'd rather just listen to nightfall. Right. If or I feel like yeah. going to middle earth. <laughs> <laughs> so lyrical content aside, do they, do they make any points about, no, I'm sorry, not the lyrical content, but the, 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 the word count, the syllable count, things like that. Do they make any points about what they're actually singing about as an indicator of intelligence? You know, because uh, I'm thinking of the, right. the kid, you know, kids my age who learned about history listening to Iron Maiden. Yeah. Who are singing about things like right. the Charge and, of the Light Brigade and stuff yeah. that well, we think, got covered in world history. Right. I think stuff like that, like, I don't think they have any analysis for yeah. it, but um, I think it's pretty easy for us to, like, draw the comparison. I mean, this was... Um, it makes me think of another thing that bugs me with uh, a lot of modern stuff is that, and especially happens, I think it started in hip hop and then other people just kind of jumped onto it, is that uh, is using a lot, like a lot of your metaphor and simile are just references to things from like five minutes ago, right? So like you're trying to make all these like, like um, blah, 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 like blah, 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 but all right. of your references are like, like a dude who had a hit a week ago and right. so like he's not even like it's one thing if you're referencing something from a few years ago but it's like not even like the the span got so narrow that it's you're just you're just dating yourself to right now right. and so in a week it's going to sound dated nobody's comparing themselves to fdr anymore right right you're right. not you could take the, <laughs> yeah you're, this isn't historical context it's just that they they literally was just like and i think that's part of what it is is that literally is and again i think that's why i started in rap is that it literally you have to make so many rhymes and say so many lyrics mm -hmm. 
that in a lot of cases it just becomes let, I got to fill in space yeah. and then it's like yeah. it becomes and, nonsense. And since it's just run, more running on the same theme of saying how cool I am, right? Or whatever. So you're just like, well, I'm gonna prepare myself to all these. Right, exactly. Not it's, really saying anything useful. They're not really saying anything philosophical, yeah. meaningful, except that hey, I'm cool. And Educational. Well, and and no, when you see a lot stuff. of, I mean, again, it, it, this is uh, generalizing. There are examples uh, of more thoughtful rap out there but my hey, my experience doesn't so that go far, to the category of r&b though then if that is well no if it's specific if it's ra- if they're rapping though no i mean like people rapping with like a point yeah. it exists okay yeah. uh, is, there, but, is there a progressive rap genre that i'm not aware of or something? uh well the closest thing well this is the thing i'm fascinated with right now is that okay. right now uh kendrick lamar is like the progressive rapper now oh. i i i looked into this there's this uh youtube channel i was looking for other like who else actually is like talking about music like on a podcast or a, or whatever and uh one of the biggest ones i found there's a thing called dead end hip-hop on youtube it's almost exactly the same format as our podcast only they have video and they just talk about hip-hop but they're pretty much in the same thing they have like like several people they actually do video but they you just go around and talk about like like i found one where they were like what's up with like conscious hip-hop is it ever going to come back or would it ever be popular and it, it confirmed my theory, which is that conscious hip hop is what they mean by hip hop. That's not just about money and hoes and, and whatever. Guns and like and yeah. trying yeah. conscious, like it's conscious, right? It's, it's intent. And I was like, it's funny that you have to have a word for that. Um, although I think it's, it's an appropriate word. And it's funny because we don't have a term. We don't think of that in like, I mean, we, I guess we say progressive in rock, right? We have rock. It's progressive. Lyrics could be, well, progressive, but you can still there's, have, there's no, there's no homogeneity of lyrical content in rock like right. there is in rap. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, that's true. There, <laughs> there is, but there is a trend of like there. But the thing is, what I want to say is there is an equivalent in rock. There's a equivalent dumb generic rock lyric. Right. Yeah. We don't is. have like a term for it necessarily. Oh, there is everywhere. I mean, well, it's right. like just like there's there's the certain type of lyric that's you know involved in power metal. You know, fantasy dragons. That's what yeah. everyone thinks when you think power metal. Power metal. You think, oh, we got dragons and. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah there's um, the Middle big Earth dumb, and, the big dumb rock you know. song, right? Yeah. But yeah, you're right. So, 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 anyway, so that's what it, that's what they're they're that's there. I mean, like, well, I mean, they culturally, just to be clear, <laughs> uh, since we're talking about hip hop, because um, I because I I appreciate that, even though I've I, I appreciate some hip hop and I have listened to some of it on purpose. Uh, <laughs> I'm still fairly, and I'm still an outsider learning about it. And so I'm, I'm approaching it as like, tell me about, I don't want to make, I don't want to over jump on my judgments, jumping past, like properly understanding stuff. And so that's why I was, I, for a minute there, I was like, Kendrick Lamar seems to be the one people keep saying is like, literally there's saying he's going to like save hip hop because people appreciate it. And that's what this, this one, uh, podcast or video segment I watched was they were talking about like. Uh, is are more people gonna get it because he's talking about like culturally relevant things he's from like la sure. and it's uh there's a little racial stuff and all kinds of stuff and um and so and on top of that also i guess about like his kind of becoming famous and dealing with that and like the kind of bullshit that comes with that and everything and i mean that's a common theme but but he seems to be saying commenting on it in a more meaningful way and like right. having listened to some of his stuff so far i'm like it seems to be true like that was the thing i was like i'm gonna check it out see if it's actually you know because just because people are like oh you know you know it's really amazing I, sometimes i'm like Oh, oh, is it? Oh, is it? Let's. <laughs> right. uh, we'll see. We'll see about know. that. Like, uh, yeah. um, 
I look at people askance when they but, say stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but the interesting thing, and really this is so. this is actually where more like another term almost comes in, is that his newest album, uh, a lot of people are talking about how it's really, it's got more instruments and stuff. It's more, some of the people he worked with on it are part of responsible for that. Like this dude Thundercat is an amazing bass player. Uh, who, Thundercat. Yeah, he goes nice. by Thundercat, but he's he's responsible oh. for a lot of so, uh, apparently a lot of stuff in hip-hop but he actually plays he's like a ridiculous like i think he i don't know if he went to berkeley or if i'm just associating him with it because he's associate he he worked with eric andre at some point i think so i think he went to berkeley but the point is the dude plays like a six string uh like semi-hollow bass and he <laughs> fucking shreds like it'll, it'll be like a hip-hop you know kind of kind of more like a neo soul kind of thing actually okay. but uh and but he'll uh, just he just tears it up. He's ridiculous. And so relative and to Victor Wooten, for example, same wheelhouse. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just, he just happens to be like working in hip hop. And so yeah. you don't know because in hip hop, the only person who gets credit is the rapper right. and well, kind of sometimes producers, but they got to go make a big noise. About. Yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. He, exactly. And, uh, I actually need to check out more of his stuff, uh, which is more, and that's the thing. So what they're calling it is more like Neo soul because the actual music when it breaks out of that, like, you know, little, uh, you know, beat loop box and you actually have more musicians, it's kind of right. more like soul. And even if he's rapping on it, then that's just the vocal style. Right. I mean, there was even almost rap in like jazz at points, you know, like you can, there's yeah. different types of music yeah. where you have little bits of, like we were talking on the, the one I was editing last night, we were talking about, uh, uh, Rich, Rich was saying how the second Viennese school, uh, of Schoenberg, uh, Weber, and and Berg, basically invented rap because they had like rhythmic spoken parts in their mm -hmm. operas, or whatever. Yeah. and so, you know, so, uh, so that's another issue I have with rap and hip hop is the labeling, right? Is between rap right. and hip hop and R and B and right, yeah. But that's a whole other uh, thing. Um, so. With that in mind, let's look at that study because there is the one on rap lyrics. Rappers sorted by size of their vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, so this one was kind of like a graphic, but it, it still has... Uh, it's a number of unique words used within an artist's first 35,000 lyrics. Huh. And it ranges from uh, the first kind of example hits around the 3,000 word mark. And then at the very top is over. Oh, who's this? Who's this guy way at the top here? Aesop Rock is the top with 7,392 unique words used. Hmm. And then right below him is Jizza. It's basically all Wu Tang. Uh, right. Most most of this top little like there's like a, a little cluster like way at the top of the graph, and then a, a huge like almost predictable like yeah there's like a diamond shaped right. clump yeah. yeah so it, I, yeah. I'm trying to figure out what the uh, the vertical oh, where's axis. Nicki Minaj? I'm not sure if the vertical axis is supposed to even mean anything on here, but I think it just means like quantity because like there's that many of them so it spreads out vertically. Right. But it's but it's relevant because it shows like a predictable shape for the average right like this is like the average zone of where most of rap collects and people copy and you know because everyone you know learns so what is the imitating. average again so the average seems to peak around 45 4500 words 4500 
yeah. a little no. under five thousand. And then the but then if like a thousand like thirteen, fourteen hundred more than that is the little like Wu Tang cluster of like and and a few other examples. I know E forty is in there somewhere because he's a guy who I for some reason he has a super unique like inflection. Oh, um, I don't know if you ever heard of E40. Mm -mm. Uh, he, I, I, I may have to play you a song just because I think it's funny. He has like he's like really like this kind of thing. Like that's kind of like, <laughs> the way he pronounces his words, and like it's just way int more interesting, interesting to listen to. Like he, I mean, he doesn't. It's not purely comical though. Like he does it well. Like he was on a uh, uh, a, a huge amount of the hip hop I listen to as a uh, middle class white person is. Uh, is comedy rap like the lonely island uh -huh. and so but they're actually into rap right and they actually make good beats so you know anyway but um uh the point is like e40 was on a lonely island song and it was awesome and it was the <laughs> santana dvx song which is entirely about uh the champagne that santana actually produced because he did he's he you oh. know you know a lot of people make wine right yeah he Maybe made, that has coffee or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, has beer. Well, <laughs> Santana is specifically known for women's shoes and his champagne, <laughs> the Santana DVX. So they did a song about it, which is amazing. And it's basically like talking about how badass it is. And, uh, and then at some point, E-40 shows up and they're like, Carlos Santana. He plays Carlos Santana in the song. He's like, oh. what's up? I see you bitches is enjoying my sparkling wine. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's amazing. Um, and then he starts rapping as Santana, and it's just ridiculous. Wow. Right? And it's just, it's one of those, it's like, I, I, I won't describe it any further. Um, but so I'll, who's I'll the you. who's the genius all the way over there on the left at the at the lowest end of the uh, word scale? Oh, wow. DMX. <laughs> DMX at... Where's Drake? 3,200 oh, unique words. Um... Oh, you know what? Drake is like two dudes up at thirty five hundred. Nice. Yeah, mm. yeah. Drake. Oh, I don't. I don't. I need to do like an in depth Drake analysis because I don't understand. I partially understand yeah, but why people what like would him. You do but I really for the, don't understand. What would you do for the other hour and a half of the episode? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I I need to understand what like the the core of why like how he's fooling people. Like, what's <laughs> the trick? Because I think he, it's so awful, and yet people just loves it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have some theories, but I just I gotta look into it more. Um, let's see if uh, you're getting the sounds of New York on this podcast. Oh yeah, well, like I there was another episode. Like as I was editing, I tweeted, you know, the sirens in the background are a feature. Okay, this <laughs> right. is your you're getting a unique vicarious New York experience. Uh, you get to feel like you're in New York City right. uh, through the various screams and sounds in the background. Um, but do we want to start uh, talking a little bit about uh, the one you were looking at? Yeah, I'm happy to um, to uh, talk about that one. So I forget where I forget who sent this to me or where I I probably just saw it on Facebook. It's probably something that came up just because of my likes and whatnot. It's actually, uh, even though I sent it to you the other day, it's actually a fairly old study. Mm -hmm. the, even the, the byline of the news article was 2008, so I'm assuming the study may have been a little bit earlier than that. And uh, it's one of these things where I'm actually, like, like most studies that are cited in the popular press, 
you can't easily access the study because it's behind a paywall. So I can't yeah. go in and actually look at, you know, how he did all this stuff. Um, the story is about how classical and heavy metal listeners have very similar uh, personality profiles. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, introverted, uh, high self-esteem, eddies with themselves, stuff like that. But if you take a little deeper into some of the other stories about it, it actually shows that the, the study, which was of 36,000 people, um, included uh, listeners from a variety of different uh, walks of life. So not just metal and classical. Um, and they, you know, they included people who listen to rap and people who listen to, to other genre, jazz and things like that. So um, some of the interesting, I thought a few things that were really interesting about this um, study, uh, first, you know, that I actually, I mean, to me, I mean, this was really the reason why I sent it to you. To me, the idea that classical and metal fans have similar personality profiles just fits mostly with what I've come to recognize among my peers in the metal community. Mm. And that would be the people who go to prog shows yeah. yeah. But, you know, I've also been to Maryland Death Fest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and that and that they didn't, you know, those metal fans maybe are a little different. Yeah. Um, I think I think we as <laughs> metal fans know and almost take for granted the sort of. Uh, the the different types of metal fans we encounter, yeah. like we're like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, well of course there's, uh, there's the yeah there's the, obviously the dudes who like, uh, I mean there's obviously different elements of metal that uh, appeal to different people in different ways, but right. one of them is that purely as an aggressive form of music, there's some people who are just there because it's aggressive. It's and, aggressive, and yeah, and they're like, it's, it's, I want to feel manly. Yeah, yeah, I want to feel like I'm fighting uh -huh. a dude, and right. when I hear this music. In my brain, it feels like I'm fighting a dude. Right. I mean, you go, to, awesome. you go to a Cannibal Corpse concert or a Slayer concert. A, I want to go to a show and I want to actually fight I a dude. I want to actually fight someone <laughs> right. and someone comes out with a bloody lip right. and, like there you was, know, a concussion. The, well, a great like, example so is there was this one different. dude, this one dude, and I, he, he went to Prague Power at least once and I saw him in at least one show in the Midwest. Like I uh -huh. saw him in Chicago and I think I saw him in, in Prague Power and uh, at, in Chicago at the... Symphony X Blind Guardian show. This was a tour like uh, 2000, I don't know, uh, right. mid 2000s. Um, and I knew it was the same dude because he was a big dude. And he was that dude who like at a blind, like a Symphony X show, even, even Blind Guardian, like maybe the early Blind Guardian when they were kind of more like a thrash brand. But even then it's like, this is not that kind of show. And he was clearly like, Come on, why are people moshing with me? And everyone's right. just like, Yeah, everyone's no, like, No, thank you. Like, and so people were into it, but they were just like, Whoa. And he was also just like, Wait, like he. Well, there's a way to mosh, and then there's a way to like jump around when you're with your shirt off and your sweat is going everywhere and sloshing yeah. on people. Well, like, like, and then there's, you know, kind of bobbing in one place and kind of jostling with like your friends at, a little bit. Uh, Different at, kind of mosh, too. Right. And like, look at like, uh, like at Heavy Montreal, uh, when Meshuga came on, I was right. like, where do I go to not be in the pit? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. The pit right. could be anywhere. Because, right. yeah. It can start like, anywhere. It is, that's, and and Meshuga is another great example of that, right? It's a, it's, some people are into it because it's, it's very cerebral music, but some people are into it just because it's the most, like, brutal, like, primal, right. like, yeah. thing. Rhythmic. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of like, like, he was acting like he was at a Meshuga show, but it was Blind Guardian and symphony x and i think 
I don't remember what band I, I saw That's him at. That's a very odd place. At Prague Power. It might have also been like Blind Guardian or something or like oh. Symphony X. It might have been one of the same okay. bands that he came to see at Prague Power. But uh, either way, he was like, he stuck in my mind as like, like five orders of magnitude more aggressive than everyone else in the crowd. <laughs> right. Like he was like, he looked like he was at the wrong show and he was visibly angry that people wouldn't engage him. Yeah. And it, one wow. of these, I think one of these right. he got thrown out. I think he probably got thrown out of the blind guardians. Yeah. Yeah. show. And I think I only heard about that Cause I read a review online where somebody else talked about the same guy. What year was this? This was, uh, it had to be like 2000, like I want to say like four. Okay. It was like so... the first time blind guardian toured the U S. Okay. So Symphony X was probably doing their what Paradise Lost, um, or it was probably it was probably the Odyssey. Yeah, it was uh, probably the Odyssey. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't. Odyssey's not a good time. Not not. Or no. it might have been. <laughs> I'm trying to think because I'm trying to think when they actually because it was a, it was a it was a, one of the bigger tours they had done too. It was before they were regularly touring the U.S. even or at least more than like regionally. So they were both like. I mean, it was a decent show because it was in Chicago. So people came and, you know, they didn't come to Milwaukee or Madison. So I went down to Chicago because you couldn't see them anywhere else other than Prague Power. Right. And uh, it was. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure exactly. It might have been it was either the Odyssey or it might have just been after uh, five or whatever, but somewhere around there. Now, I'm not much of a monster myself. I generally don't have anything yeah, against me it. So but, I think, uh, like I said, but, sugar, my whole thing was like assess and and yeah, then yeah. extract. I'm just trying to get to the yeah. point where I can just stand but and there, listen. But to there are sugar. shows where you we really like, want to get into what the music. Is, why, why are people trying to monster to this? Yeah, you know, like, oh, exactly. So one so oh. one shocking experience that Kyle and I had. I totally did not expect a mosh pit to break out here. We went to Gamma Ray here in New York in 2006, and we were standing like three rows from the stage. Unaware that as soon as Gamma Ray came on, it was going to break <laughs> out into a mosh pit. I totally yeah. did not expect this that. Is I was where like, it's now? power metal. Where was this? Who moshes the power metal? I don't understand. <laughs> or I didn't. I mean, I get it yeah. a little better now. Is that Prague Power? No, this was here in no, New York. Okay. It was um, at BB yeah. King's. I don't think oh, it's okay. is it so, still called BB's? Yeah. It is. Okay. Oh, that's where we saw my sugar. Oh, right. Last year. Did no, you? that was uh, that was the PlayStation Sony Best Buy Theater. Oh, uh, okay. okay. Or no, sorry, uh, PlayStation Nokia Best Buy Theater. <laughs> it's changed names Whatever. multiple times yeah. in the last few years. It's now PlayStation. It okay. used to be Best Buy before that was. It. So, so now we call it the PlayStation Nokia yeah. Best Buy Theater. So I yeah. think when you grow up with metal, um, and you grow up going to shows, uh, depending on what types of shows. Uh, and types of metal that you were into as a high school or adolescent, sometimes uh, the whole mosh pit can, thing can be uh, a thing you did when you were younger. And yeah. then later on, you, you're standing in the back, you're bobbing your head, and you're looking at the mosh pit finally like, oh, those were the days. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. But you know, once you get to a certain age, it's kind of like, it's kind of hard to do that. Right. Well, unless I... you're really into the band. And, and then, like we said, there are different kinds of mosh pits. You know, like I saw the weirdest mosh pit. I went to Alluvietti, uh, Alluviate, excuse me, Alluviate. Uh, last uh, last December, I think, um, and I saw the weirdest. I guess it was a pit, but mm-hmm. they were they were like in a line, almost like a conga line, and everyone was like galloping in a circle. And I was like, "What is this?" I was like, uh. "Mosh pits are different now." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes or yourmusicisbad.com. Follow me on Twitter at the one true Matt. Email us at hatemail at yourmusicisbad.com and check us out next time. I'm turning it off now.